0: How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Decisions Podcast. I am your host, as always, Bailey Short, and joining me, Andrew
1: Wilder. Hello, hello.
0: All right, guys. So we are going into week four. It is Thursday, late afternoon, uh, just moments before the headlining, the headline matchup (laughs) between uh, (laughs) between
1: Denver. I can't even... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> between denver and the jets between, aka yeah, the, the stop- heavyweight
0: <laughs> the heavyweight title
1: the movable force the and the stoppable object isn't that it yeah yeah the the, the, well, the stoppable bowl, stoppable force and movable object that's it <laughs> the regular season super bowl uh, that's it yeah
0: yeah you know, same thing it, it wasn't monday night's game with uh baltimore and kansas city it's this one so just so y'all know but yeah, so we got that game coming up. It is Thursday afternoon, and we are doing a quick episode for you guys. It's going to be Dynasty Stock Checkup, or as Andrew has it titled, week four, check your stocks. <laughs> That's we're gonna true. Be talking that about, that. yes, do. Uh, we're going to be talking about a few names that we are looking at as far as their Dynasty and their Fantasy Stock, what you should be doing with them and, uh, you know, buying, selling that kind of thing, just checking up on some names here for you. So the first guy we're going to get right into it is going to be one that a lot of people have been asking me about. I know Andrew, you've, uh, been asked about it. I know you were even talking to me about, uh, your shares with him, And okay. I was talking to you about my shares with him. It's uh Joe Mixon. And, Joseph Mixon. Uh, <laughs> another season here of a slow start. Uh, we're looking at you know, game totals of 5, 12, and 8 for the first three weeks. Uh, and, you know, it's not like a much different than last last year when he had 3, 5, and 17 to start the uh, start. The it just seems
1: off. like he's having a later breakout right now. That's all it is, because at least so, he started breaking out a little bit in week three over there last year.
0: Yeah, so uh, let me ask you, what's your thoughts? Where are you with Joe Mixon? I mean, I've, I've so, got...
1: Yeah, I mean, like I, I've got the multiple. I think I have the most shares out of the both of us, huh? I think I've got three. Yeah, I've only got one. I want to say. say. I, yeah. I got rid of some, uh,
0: not because of any of this stuff. It, this was preseason that I've traded any mix, but I only have one left.
1: Right. So how I'm sitting with him right now is like, uh, people are going to try and lowball you. Um Just like his production isn't there. People are getting scared and nervous like me. With Giovanni Bernard taking over two-minute drills and coming in on third-down passing and everything like that, and so just that O-line, yeah, and it's it's just atrocious, you know. So my my big thing with him, man, is just I've got to hold on and believe, you know. Like, there's no way that I mean, he just signed that big four-year deal. I'm I'm not just going to sit here and and sell him for like pennies, you know, because he is worth more than offense
0: that. is is going to be better and you always want those running backs on those high powered
1: offenses it can it so, can only go up essentially yeah. you know i mean you're you're not going to sell him and you're not going to get what you know i mean he's he's right now uh, i mean the last little startup that we did too he went what like 110 in a 12 man super flex oh, yeah, league yeah the first round pick know? i mean yeah so he's, you're he's you're not going to get the first, capital early second. Yeah, you're not going to get the capital you want out of him so i mean right now for me he's strictly a hold you know, you're not going to shop him. You're not going to get what you want unless, you know, someone's just really, really down on him. Then I mean, he's either a buy or a hold for me. Like if you yeah. own him, don't sell him.
0: Yeah. I would say if, as a re if you're rebuilding and you can afford to throw some assets, a nice buy, uh, as a contender, I don't know if I'd buy just because I am a little bit apprehensive right now with the line. And, and like you said, some of the snap share and it's a little bit alarming, uh, as a contender, If I could get a good deal with some guys that I feel like are going to produce better for this season, I'd consider strictly contending. Because uh, although Mixon did finish RB13, which would be fine uh, this year, or last year, I mean, it's still just, you know, you don't want to see your, like you said, your first-round startup uh, draft capital guy, you know, crack 10 points once in three weeks as a running back. That's tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it hurts too, you know, a lot of people drafting him, R- yeah, I mean, yeah, him to be their rb yeah, I mean, his RB1, yeah, exactly, and those people are getting kind of boned right now, you yeah, know, for but lack, I agree. I for would lack hold, of a better
0: term. Yeah, I agree, I'd hold, I'd maybe buy, as a contender, if you had the right offer, it'd be worth, you know, looking at, I think, but I definitely wouldn't rush him out the door.
1: So let's, let's do like a little scenario here too. Like if okay. someone came to you with Joe Mixon and then, you know, someone who's kind of an unproven guy, you know, like a Jonathan Taylor, would you do that straight up?
0: Joe Mixon for Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Probably just because yeah. Jonathan's on a better team with a better line uh, or a better running team, not really a better team uh, with a better line. I guess and- that was a
1: bad example. <laughs> But, like, you yeah, know, I there's there's quickly. some people where you have, like, you have, like, the little questions on it, you know? Okay. Like a Joe Mixon or, like, a Miles Sanders, you know? Like, would you do uh, that straight yeah.
0: up? Yeah, I, well, I probably... Before the season started, I would have taken Joe Mixon over Sanders. Um, because Philadelphia hasn't really added anybody to the mix, and because Miles Sanders doesn't have Giovanni Bernard coming in and taking away, you know, to me, the biggest disappointment with Mixon is, again, I mean, Zach Taylor just has some... Issue with some I mean, vendetta with two targets, four targets, and three targets. And you know, I just would want my that's that's the that's the issue with Mixon. I mean,
1: you know, look give at me look some at Geo's GPR. targets here. Yeah, Geo's at five, seven, and three. You know,
0: yeah. And uh, now I will say, I think the Bengals will improve. I think Joe Burrows looked really promising, and I think that offense improves. They got great weapons at receiver. And so I think that offense gets better and Joe Mixon improves because he is a good player. But it is a – I'm trying to think of a better RB. Oh Here's one. The next guy we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. Hold on a before Jones. you do that too, just to make it like as crazy as this is right now. In PPR, Joe Mixon's RB 39. Giovanni Bernard's RB 42. So just keep that God, in mind too. Man, that's Isn't that rough. scary? <laughs> it's a little scary. That's rough.
0: Antonio Gibson, we were talking about earlier, is RB 32. Yeah, would you so take I mean, Antonio? What would what would you need added to Antonio Gibson to get Joe Mixon? First, probably minimum. Antonio in a first. Yeah. Man, it is crazy. Like, cause would you even consider that for Zeke?
1: No, not even close. Yeah. And also, people like, who listen to to this podcast and are in my league don't come at me with Antonio in a first. Just saying.
0: <laughs> I mean, I have Antonio Gibson in that league. So. Okay, cool. I don't want Joe Mixon. I want Antonio.
1: I don't blame you on that, buddy.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: Aaron Jones, um, Aaron Jones, so
0: Aaron Jones. So this, oh, so yeah. So just to recap, Joe Mixon, hold, uh, I think he's a good buy if you can like pluck him off a contending team that's that needs now upside and you can be like, hey, look, I'll give you, you know, David Johnson or James Conner plus for him. I think that's a great trade. If you're a team that you don't think has the juice and you have one of those like older running backs.
1: Uh, I don't even know about the David Johnson one because he's starting to deteriorate after his week one flare.
0: Yeah, but he's going to have opportunity. There's nobody in that backfield to take work away from. Him.
1: Right. So
0: I, I'd be, I, I just, I'm not saying if I was the contender, I would take that deal. I'm saying right. if I was the rebuild, it would be an attractive like way to go about it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones, I was thinking about it this morning, and you know, this is a guy to me that. I was like tentatively buying low on in the in the offseason because of all the contract issues and drafting AJ Dillon and you know Matt LaFleur's you know adherence to really wanting to do a running back by committee and I really wish I would have been more bullheaded on doing the buy low on Aaron Jones in the offseason because mm-hmm. he's looked great Um, you know, if you look at the snap percentage for each week, it it never goes over 71%, but look at the efficiency and look at the touchdowns. We all thought touchdown regression was coming. Well, the guy's already scored five touchdowns in In three three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he looks like Aaron Jones looked last week. I think we just have to get used to the fact that Aaron Jones is just a beast. And he's on a great offense that looks a lot better this year. Aaron
1: Rodgers looks amazing. He's he's lighting it up, man. He, there's no doubt about that too. And honestly, like even with um how efficient he is too, I mean, you have to give credit to the the offense over there in general, you know, the passing game opens up the run game. So. Exactly.
0: And he's a great receiver. Yeah,
1: no, he's, I mean, six six targets, eight that, targets, four targets, you know. Did you see that fade they threw to him against the Saints? Uh, he was That he, he the, got overthrown on, didn't he? Yeah, but
0: they, yes, they, he did. But they love trying to hit him on that fade. And to talk a little bit more about Aaron Jones and why I think he's still a good buy, I was buying him in the offseason. I'm still buying him right now. Here's why I'm still buying him right now. Look at the points, okay? This guy puts up huge points. He's a great, he has Receiving upside, he has six, eight, and four targets. That's great. Uh, He always he finds the red zone all the time. Two things: one, Aaron Jones. If you watch the games, every big third down, every big play, when they need Aaron Jones is in the backfield. Like Jamal Williams does get in the game, but Aaron Jones is the guy. Like, there's just no getting around that. Like when the and so to me, everybody worried about the contract situation. The Packers are going to have to find a way to keep Aaron Jones on that team. He's just too much a part of that offense.
1: No, I'm I'm right there with you on that. You know, they they've they've what did they started contract talks and then, you know, he came out on like a quote saying, you know, I'm going to play football. My agent and the Packers will take care of the contract. Well, on the thing, pa- and, you know.
0: And the Packers have said they're very motivated to get him signed. Like it's all been positive news. I think it happens. I think us worrying about that contract while valid uh it's kind of like Kamara, right? Like the saints had to pay Kamara because right. we needed him. So it's yeah. like worrying about that contract. Yes. It's a valid concern, but Aaron Jones is a monster. He's a one man army on offense. And he's a guy that green Bay would be foolish to, to let slip away. So to let him
1: walk. I mean, especially yeah. cause AJ Dillon has like a completely different skill set than he does too. I think they'd and be Jamal a great Williams
0: is, is not
1: is aaron he's a jones. jag he's a jag i think wow. he's
0: actually okay a, a decent back but i just think aaron jones is exceptional and okay. i think this season he's showing that more and more the guy is just an exceptional back
1: mm-hmm. i mean
0: it's crazy i just think that me. i
1: think aj Dillon and and aaron jones would be like a better complimentary backfield for him oh too, for sure you i know? think
0: jamal williams walks uh after this year i think he's the running back that leaves that um
1: absolutely that fold and i mean that's what i've been preaching and that's what we've been preaching you know like aj dylan was a jamal williams threat never an aaron jones threat i agree so
0: i i, I think I, I wish i would have been more vocal and more strongly in the buy category earlier in the year but i'm still saying buy because if the guy signs a contract the value in my opinion if aaron jones signs a contract he should be right in the Miles Sanders discussion. The age is the only thing that separates those. Two I would players. still,
1: I mean, honestly, like in, in startup, I'd still potentially take Aaron Jones over Miles Sanders. But
0: I, but what I'm saying is ADP wise back or front of the second, like that's where he should be. If he signs right. that contract, he's right there. Mm-hmm. So buy him now, uh, even, even with the uptick this season, I'd be comfortable kind of buying uh, high to medium high on that.
1: Let me I'm let me ask you that. something too. Would you in startup would you take him or Dalvin Cook right now?
0: Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook? Yeah.
1: I would probably take Dalvin startup. Cook
0: only because of the contract, uh, and then I would try to get Aaron Jones later. Like I, like in that startup we did the most recent one, I took Miles Sanders first, and then I got Aaron Jones in the third, mm-hmm. because the contract scares people. So I I would either trade for him or buy him. Now as soon as he took, if he got that contract. I'd probably take Aaron Jones would, over Dalvin I, Cook. I was about to say I'd
1: probably bump him over Dalvin Cook. Because he's you know?
0: more he's more efficient and his uh Dalvin Cook's injury issue. Right. No. I was just I, I would just, just throw like it out for a little comparison. I think that's an interesting that's an interesting like comparison to make there. So mm-hmm. I, I, would, I, I would I would put too. him right I would there too. above him.
1: Absolutely. Um, so let's move on to our next guy and Joshua Kelly. Um, we haven't really talked about rookies that much, man. Um, so the big thing with Joshua Kelly is he came out, you know, kind of lights out and very, very efficient with his touches in week one. But then again, he was playing Cincinnati. So what are your opinions and your feelings on Josh Kelly right now?
0: So for me, I, I've sold the only Josh Kelly I had. I still have him as a sell. I, I, you know, if we're doing this episode after week two, I'm, I'm banging the table right now telling you guys to sell them. Uh, and if you, and the reason why is 23 rushing attempts uh, in week two against Kansas City. That's crazy. Uh, I was shocked to see that number, and I sold right, after, right before week two, and I felt I was a little bit oof. But then you look, you, you mentioned he was really efficient against Cincinnati, then he plays a team with a decent defense in Kansas City, and he's looking at 2.8, extremely inefficient. I mean 64 mm-hmm. yards on 23 carries is atrocious. Um I I'm selling Joshua Kelly for anybody that thinks he's going to be more than a high-end backup running back. I mean everybody thinks Joshua Kelly's filling the Melvin Gordon role and he is, but guess what? Melvin Gordon is a lot better than Joshua Kelly. Or was a lot better than Joshua
1: Kelly at the time. It's like so do you think that he's like a high-end, like handcuff? You know, like if Eckler goes down, like do you think he uh, could show out? He
0: he could maybe have some flex upside from time to time. But Mm -hmm. I just I don't see him being a and and you notice he fumbled and he barely got on the field in the Carolina game, FYI. Mm -hmm. But um it just shows you, it goes show you how Anthony Lynn is such like an old school. Coach. but a lot of coaches um,
1: are like that now you put the ball on the ground you turn it over they're gonna pull your ass real quick
0: that's true but so my thing my biggest problem with joshua kelly and it goes back to a contract discussion actually is austin eckler is a really good running back who's super versatile and he just signed a, a four-year deal mm-hmm. i mean they're gonna use austin eckler most of the time joshua kelly has some red zone opportunity I think some weeks he might see some flex upside. But to answer your question, I think he's, I, I would put him a tick above a high end handcuff, but a tick below like an upside flex running
1: back. Like, so, so like, I'm thinking like, so like the high end handcuffs that come to mind, like a Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison. Yeah, like, I, think I would he's want below Joshua both of Kelly those? over that.
0: No, I'd want Joshua Kelly before those two, because Tony Pollard is backing up a complete running back in um, Zeke. Same mm-hmm. thing with Madison. Dalvin Cook's a complete running back. Austin Eckler is not a banger inside. I mean, it, it's obvious that the Chargers want Joshua Kelly to be that thunder to Al- Austin Eckler's lightning. And he does look good in spurts, but it's so I want him over that because he is going to see the field more than those guys. And he's not as injury dependent as the high end handcuffs. But I don't want him over like, like I would, I have any of the rookie running backs in the first round way over joshua kelly oh absolutely i mean i have uh, david montgomery extremely over i'd probably even rather ronald jones over joshua kelly Uh, stuff like that you know what i'm saying like i people get got so excited it was like like uh, joshua kelly is not going to all of a sudden like unless austin eckler goes down then you know that could be interesting
1: but Injury bugs real, but I don't wish that on anybody, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, I I agree with you on that too. I I still think you sell him too. And I think there are people who who would pay like the the top dollar for him right now. There's a lot of hype.
0: He's got a lot of hype. And you know how it is with running backs. They come out and have some good games, and running back ADP flies as soon as you start seeing some promise. And I would be selling on the wave. I mean, it sucks that he had a, a crappy game against Carolina, or that would have been like, I would be, again, if this episode was going on after week two, I'd be screaming at you to sell.
1: Yeah, right and now. he goes against Tampa Bay too this week, so we'll see how they go. I'm pretty sure they have a and pretty good run defense. Yeah, yeah he's which, got
0: two big run defenses. Which
1: against. the Saints haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher in like three or four years now. I'm yeah, pretty that's sure. what I'm saying. That's so. that's
0: two tough games, so you might kind of miss a sell window if you wait and hold. Yep. That. That's
1: what that's what shied me away from starting Adrian Peterson. <laughs> anyway,
0: so. On to a wide receiver here is going to be a guy that I'm real high on. I I I know you like him too. Oh yeah, old DJ Chark, LSU boy. And uh, what you what are you doing, buying, selling, holding? What's your thoughts on Chark right now?
1: I still think that the injury shouldn't be of anything of concern for people too. Um, I don't think that he's going to have any downtick. I think he's going to play. He should be back very soon. He was limited. it, It
0: sounded like it wasn't super serious.
1: He was limited today, too. A lot of people are getting a little nervous because, you know, they're saying he may be touchdown dependent, you know, three targets, four targets. That's that's not a lot going on, and it's not something he's used to. You know, like yeah, back in uh, in 2019, you know, he had – as little as four, that was the season low, and that was the first game of the season against Kansas City. And then you know he had career highs of like fifty. Oh, he was the
0: go to. He, he was
1: the go-to. he was the go to guy, and like people are saying, like, oh, Lavisca Chenault's still doing the exact same thing. You know, he's going to take all of this away from him. DJ Chark, and this is the this is the big stat that that drew me to him um, this off season, and something that I shared with you too is like the guy doesn't drop passes. You know, he was I think he was among. Three people that he hasn't dropped like any catchable pass to him since he came into the league. And I, I still, I'm still staying true to that. I still think that you hold him. If there's someone who's like concerned about injuries, maybe you can buy from him. But yeah, I would actually, I wouldn't be
0: a decent buying time.
1: I wouldn't be too worried about LaVisca Chenault or Tyler Eifert or even, you know, James Robinson, James Robinson, which, yeah, everyone's really happy about him. But I, I wouldn't I would, be too concerned about that too. I wouldn't be too concerned about him. So
0: are you buying, selling, holding? What are you doing?
1: I'm gonna if buy if the if the price is right or I'm gonna hold him. You know, there's he's only gonna get better. I mean yeah, four, I'm, I'm, that's his I'm career load is 4 Target. I'm
0: buying for sure. Uh, I think if you watched that game against my Miami without DJ Chark, uh, it was very apparent that DJ Chark's their big play guy. He's their deep threat. And that was completely taken away from him when he was out in and, 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 and that Miami game. And Gardner Minshew did look good the first two weeks. He spread the ball out more than he was in 2019. But I still don't know if Garner is going to end up the... Like, if Jacksonville drafts Lawrence or Justin Fields or something, like, they will probably win out and it's going to be an upgrade. And then DJ Chark's got another uptick. You know what I mean? So it's like, for me,
1: there's a lot of reason to buy DJ Chark so my thing, the only thing to counter you on that is, I think Jacksonville's actually like not terrible to where I think they're going to be out of the Trevor Lawrence race. Like I think there's worse teams. They might be out teams. of the Trevor
0: Lawrence, but we could see a, a Fields potentially.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm just saying he they, they could be good enough to where may, they may even may even fall out of that too. You know, they like Geronimo. I I do. Maybe agree. they upgrade line and defense. You know,
0: I think they are better than than people uh, think think are we thought they were but also it's week four so a lot could change that they could oh yeah all of a sudden just still still have three quarters
1: of a season to play
0: exactly so it'll be interesting but i agree i'm buying dj chark where i can if i own it's a hold um there's no reason to sell at all don't panic i mean the target share is a little concerning i would agree Three and four targets is a little low, but he's got big play potential. I think the targets go up, and I think he's the best receiver on that roster for sure right now. LaVisca kind of fills a different role. I like LaVisca a lot too, but uh, I think those two can coexist on a team really, really easily, especially if Gardner continues to step his game up or if a quarterback upgrade is in line in some Mm -hmm. fashion for Jacksonville. For sure, for sure. So next guy up, another receiver over there in Pittsburgh, a guy that's been talked about a lot by us some and all around the fantasy community because of the absolute circus that is the wide receiver core there is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. The Ferris Um, wheel. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, you know, Pittsburgh is in a weird spot with their wide receivers. It's really interesting to kind of each game, you're watching the snap share, you're watching the target share. And I I don't. I really don't know what to think of Juju right now. I'm. I'm having. I I mean, I. I, I'm selling Juju, but it's so interesting. I think he's one of the more volatile or polarizing fantasy assets right now, as far as like what to do with them. Because you got guys that think he's going to be a wide receiver one this year, and then you got guys that think Deontay Johnson is going to be a wide receiver one this year, and to sell Juju immediately and. You know, I don't know where I fall on that. I, I, I think the target share has been concerning. Deontay Johnson's out has out-targeted Juju in every game. And Juju's had to be efficient to post up good points. I mean, he had an 11-point game against Denver, which is not bad. That was eight targets. That's the most targets he got. The other two games, he scored two touchdowns at once. So he's been a little bit touchdown-dependent. And I just, you know, I was reading an article. Or it wasn't even an article. It was, it was uh, somebody I... Uh, actually a guy who uh, listened to the show was talking about um, Juju and the situation, and he was laying it out. It was a really good little thread analysis. And there's a lot of uncertainty, negatives, in my opinion, for Juju. That you know, with between Ben Roethlisberger, between the target share, between the fact that he's a free agent next year. You know, all these things that at the end of the day, between the fact that the best season we've ever seen him also was when he had Antonio Brown and, you know, we he he basically was he he was not the primary focus of of the defense. So there's a lot of possibly negatives there, and there's less possibly positive to me. What do you think?
1: no, i'm I'm pretty much on board. I mean, I really don't have too too much to to add to your points there um like the only thing that i had differently is that they drafted another receiver in Chase Claypool that's who true whenever deontay Johnson went down you know Claypool out snap shared um everybody i don't well, know if that's you knew, another that's great
0: that. no i did not and that's a <laughs> that's a great point to make actually is they keep drafting receivers and uh you know deontay James Washington Chase Claypool now it's like okay like, you know, it's a crowded situation and 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 Juju's the highest. I, I for the record, I'm selling Juju and Deontay. I'm selling yeah. both of the highest priced uh, yeah.
1: assets no, there. Exactly too. And I mean the big thing is I mean, it's it's not like a super like it was a three percent difference, so it's probably like a, a one snap, maybe two yeah, at the most still, that Claypool outsnapped him. But like yeah, he's a rookie. He's yeah, trending Juju's in the correct to be like direction the guy. He's there. the man over there. Exactly. But I think, um, I think Juju is probably going to walk somewhere. They're going to let him go. I mean, you saw that, uh, that interview he had too, and he's like, dude, I'd love to go back and play with Sam Darnold. You know, like, Hey jets, come and get me, you know,
0: Lord have mercy. So I did not see that. That's interesting.
1: He did say that he's like, Oh, maybe he can come over to the Steelers. But he did say that he's like, I would love to play with my college quarterback again. So uh, I think that he he knows what's going on. He sees the the fog in the mirror, you know. The writing on the
0: wall, so to speak. The writing
1: on the wall, right? But Chase Claypool could be one that's a sneaky buy here coming up soon, even though his targets are low. But Juju, I'm selling, him. So I'm selling him. The problem is, there's so many people that
0: there's so many people that love Chase Claypool. It's a lot of times these owners that have him are like Chase Claypool truthers, and it's like you can't even pry them out of of people's hands, like. I was dealing with a guy the other night and was, I didn't even ask. Like, I started asking about Chase Claypool, and like, he was like, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm re- I was like, You know what? Let's just look at it differently. <laughs> Let's
1: just like, figure, figure something yeah, out. Yeah, it's like
0: people, are, I mean, I, I, I do like Chase Claypool, but people are so unreasonably high on him right now. There's so much hype. Yeah, for, for somebody
1: who's had like a career high of four targets, you know, like yeah. he had that and he's one made long some good, touchdown. He,
0: and he's made some good plays and some great catches, but yeah, it's like let's just slow down a little pump, bit, pump
1: the brakes a little bit there, big shoots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's so. we so with with Juju. I think that if you can, I mean, he's got a good price tag right now. Um, like I said, for I selling. traded him. Yeah, I traded him straight up for uh, not straight up, essentially, but there was other pieces involved. But AJ Brown, um, I like him better. His situation there too. Yeah, I would. He does take have that. a high.
0: I would do Juju tag. for like, I would do Juju for any of Rager or C.D. Lamb or plus. Jerry Judy plus yes, but like any of those guys plus like a, like a pick or a, another little piece or something. I'd be very happy with that. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. I would, I I agree. would do that.
1: I agree um, with that too.
0: And that would, that would make that would, I would like that. That would be good with me. So like, that, that's something to think about. If you could do a straight up swap like we did, Juju Smith Schuster for, we're not going to talk Moore. about this in depth. <laughs> but the ultimate buy low. I will say this: if there is a player you should go out and buy right now as a receiver, low. We should have put this guy on our freaking. Let's just talk about it. This isn't uh, even the note. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is like the mm-hmm. best buy low right now in fantasy, in my yeah. opinion.
1: And he was I like mean, a top. He was like a top twelve asset for receiver. You oh know? yeah,
0: absolutely top 10 in a lot of places. Right. Like, I'm all about picking up DJ Moore anywhere. I don't, I have him in pretty much every league, but like I'm buying. I think Teddy is not the answer. Uh, Carolina does not look great. They need to start just throwing the ball more to more. He's going to get more targets with CMC out.
1: Um, For at least a couple more weeks. I think it's like two more weeks. Yeah.
0: And I don't know. I, DJ more is the best receiver on that team. Just,
1: I mean, I don't think anyone would ever argue that.
0: So Juju for DJ straight up, I like, and he's G-G- still and
1: he's still like a he's like a high wide receiver three right now with like a a bad team. Carolina, yeah, Carolina's yeah. A, a trash can too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I think I think DJ has a lot of potential. The ceiling is huge, and uh, I'd go out and get get him anywhere I can. I mean, look, I mean, look at the targets: nine week one, which is nice. He didn't do much with it, but nice. But then thirteen week two, like Teddy mm-hmm. just needs to do that, like. 20 points, he didn't even score. Feed a touchdown. the man. Feed the yeah. man. This is a man that's wide receiver 28 in PPR, and he has not even scored a touchdown. Like, that's pretty crazy. So that's actually kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, if you think about that. Like, I mean, the guy gets a lot of receptions. So mm-hmm. for sure. The other guy that I would trade Juju straight up for is the guy we're going to talk about next, as well as DJ Moore, is going to be Alan Robinson, who is another guy that scored one touchdown. He's wide receiver 18. Yeah. Um, no.
1: That's that's my boy, man. You know, he got an... Oh, I guess I'll take over this one because I'm excited about it. You know, he got a uptick in quarterback, depending on who you ask. If you ask me, I think... It's, it's an uptick.
0: Oh, Everybody yeah. agrees.
1: <laughs> so, Trubisky's finally gotten the bench. I think he's going to stay there the rest of the season. I think now that uh, Nagy's come out and announced that uh, big ding-dong Nick is going to take over and run the reins of that offense i think that travisky's days are over in chicago and he will be a free agent after this year so mr Allen robinson right you know he he's had the targets you know so he had nine targets on five catches nine targets on three catches big nick comes in 13 targets 10 receptions 123 yards and a T D. Could so have, two. Two. I have two had two. Could have
0: had two. Two interesting stats for you here.
1: Oh, hit me with them. You could have had two, remember, because it was a controversial call about the him rolling over in the end zone yep. and yep. and the That's Atlanta true. defender pulled it out of his arms. So could have been two true. touchdowns.
0: So I have two amazing stats for you here with Allen Robinson. So the first one is this with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, Allen Robinson's catchable ball thrown his way, percentage. Was 54 percent. So take into mind that on those nine and those two first two weeks with nine targets, and Mitch in he caught five and three. So for nine targets, that's incredibly low point shares. But 54 percent of those targets were catchable balls. Guess how many of the catchable balls he caught? A hundred percent. So every single throw that Mitch Trubisky actually put in Allen Robinson's neighborhood, he caught it. Which is crazy. That's a good
1: stat. That's a good stat. The
0: other stat. Is that when Nick Foles came in in the second half, Allen Robinson had six targets. No other Bears receiving option had more than two.
1: I like that a lot, and my Allen Robinson shares are
0: smiling right now. You know, so <laughs> Allen Robinson was a great buy low. He's always been a good buy low. He was last year. He is this year. He's even, and now the upside is even higher. The man has put up wide receiver one ceilings with fricking Mitch Turditsky and Blake Bortles. So I'm buying. Nick Foles is better than both of those guys. He's I gonna, agree. He's gonna have an uptick. I did buy. I did buy an Allen Robinson share as well. I'm super pumped uh, to watch that really help a
1: contending team. I have. He's a, he's a tricky valuation too. You and I talked about it the other day. Whenever like I was getting a little worried, so like I just tried to field some offers to see what I could get because I should have bought st- from I'm, you. I'm stacked at wide receiver there, though. You know, like that. That lead. I
0: still would buy there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'll probably hold on to him, you know, because I was I was thinking that they were going to, you know, their, take their tried and true uh, Mitch Trubisky, their prized possession. Well, he you know? won him two games. But I mean, see, the thing is doing it. Yeah, well, some people will argue with you about that, too, about the, the first game, too, where they came from behind to beat Detroit, too. But what a lot of people don't realize is Okuda, their first round pick was out for that game, too. And then no, their, I next, agree. I'm their next saying. two cornerbacks got hurt. So Mitch Trubisky made that fourth quarter amazing three touchdown comeback on like fourth and fifth and sixth string. Oh, guys. I agree.
0: But here's my I said he didn't look good doing it. My, this is my thing about that. I 100 percent agree with you. But would you not agree that with like football teams, a lot of times like a football coach, like, well, he's with, like Anthony Lynn. Like we didn't win the game with Justin Herbert. It's like, well, we didn't win the game. But Mitch Trubisky, he did win them the games, so usually you'd think his job is safe. Like I just say I'm just saying, like how often do you see a quarterback, you know, he wins two games and then he gets benched on the. It third. made
1: me a little un- like not uncomfortable. But it was like weird. It was like erratic. He was 13 for 21, you know, and he scored. You know, like I know they were losing, but like it was just weird. You know, like he wasn't doing terrible, but like he wasn't doing good. And then you know they just put in Nick Foles, he was, and then he like was being holy Mitch crap, Trubitsky. you know. Yeah, like, he's very, very, like, he's below average. He's subpar, you know? Yeah,
0: but every once in a while he does something, you're like, wow. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, so now yeah. we see why but he was o- taken It's only over. every
0: once in a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the good thing is there, like, Alan Robinson doesn't really have to compete against anybody, you know? Like, the next mm-hmm. closest person in targets, I think, was Anthony Miller. You know, and then Tariq Cohen towards ACL. So he's out for a while, too. And he had six targets. Uh, yeah, it'll be A Rob,
0: Anthony, and then Darnell Mooney, I
1: think is kind of the. Uh, Darnell Mooney is a sneaky buy, too, man. Darnell Mooney is someone who uh, I'm I'm really digging right now. He's
0: playing into a role. He's gone from 34 snaps, share um, first week to 61, and then 63, 3 on his targets. He had a great touchdown grab in that week two game against the Giants. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I, I like Mooney; he's a good little pickup. Uh, yeah, but back,
1: back to Robinson because we do we keep we keep jumping off and off. And yeah, back well, and Robinson's great. Yeah, it's I mean, a good a great segue. Buy low, you know,
0: great great buy low, and uh, I'm still buying. If if I hold, if I if the only way I'd sell Robinson is if you're rebuilding because he is 27. Um, this is probably going to be the highest price for him right now as he goes into this Nick Foles led system. And he still doesn't have
1: a contract either, does he?
0: No, he doesn't. So if I'm rebuilding, I would not mind selling. And the other reason why I'm going to say that too is Alan Robinson has always been a player for his his career. That you buy him. It's like, I always say this, it's like Robert Woods. Alan Robinson and Robert Woods are very similar about this. You buy him at a discount. And it's so hard to get him off your team once you do that. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that's a bad thing, but... Like, it's so hard to get the value that he's worth in a trade for a guy like Allen Robinson or a guy like Robert Woods because he's they're not like they're just not those attractive options to own. And so people aren't going to pay you those shiny new toys. But so if I'm if I'm in a rebuild, I would definitely consider selling Allen Robinson because he's about to ball out, let him ball out, and then you have a good situation to uh to sell because he's going to be putting up some huge numbers. I mean, he put up 28 last week. I would not be surprised if he puts up
1: uh, another, high another teams. 25. Well, yeah, he high team to 20. 20 games. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but yeah, oh, those yeah. are our guys. Uh, and that was, you know, just a quick little rundown on some players that we are looking to buy, sell, hold, like you said, and kind of what to plan. I mean, you know, these first four weeks, a lot of stuff goes down. Um, don't let it sway you too much one way or the other, but also don't be stubborn. If you see a trend going one way and you believe that that's the way it's going, act on it. Um, but don't overreact too. it's a, it's a fine line in the beginning of a season, (laughs) but you got anything to add Andrew?
1: No, man, I'm, uh, I'm good guys. Uh, just remember, you know, these are now the times you need to make your decisions. If you want to kind of, start selling off assets, you know, like week, I think I was listening to a podcast earlier and they said usually like week three to six, you need to start making your decision, you know, yep. where if you want to push.
0: Agree. Don't overreact, but be ready to act. I mean, that's yeah.
1: really what it is Is and, and, then, and uh, you're right. Yeah. And then like the, the next good piece of advice that I heard from the same podcast, you know, it's like if you're competing, it's not about winning the trade. It's about winning the championship. So yeah. 100% that in mind, that's too. what I
0: was talking about with the Joe Mixon stuff as a contender. Mm-hmm. If I could get some better now assets, I'd probably do it. If, if I'm, if I'm contending with Joe Mixon. So yep.
1: absolutely there with you, buddy.
0: All right. Well, we thank everybody again for tuning into this week's episode. If you're getting us on Spotify, go ahead and drop a follow. And if you're getting us on Apple podcasts, leave us that five-star review. We much appreciate it. We will be seeing you guys next week. I'm actually thinking about an episode I've been wanting to do a long time, Andrew. I really want to do Timing Your Contention Window. And I think we might do it next week. It's a kind of a good week five will be a good time to talk about that because everybody's teams are kind of seeing if you got what it takes to make a run or not. And it'll be a good time to talk about it. So if you have any questions between now and then, if you have any questions about Timing Your Contention Window, hit us up on the show Twitter. It's going to be at Dynasty Decision on Twitter. And Andrew, I believe, is at Andrew underscore NFL, correct? Mm -hmm.
1: Correct, sir. Hit
0: us up. uh, Ask us because that's a great topic. I think a lot of people could benefit from some insight on that kind of thing. And we we would enjoy talking about it. And we're going to be talking about it next week. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.